Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Samach Bay 62, three lines on the top. I've just been speaking about, there's a... Um, the regular people, their process of refining the sparks from the physicality is in a way of deception. That they're involved with the physical and it looks like they're totally involved. But then afterwards, their true intention comes out when they use that energy or that physical money. They use it for a holy purpose. Um, but that's all when they're in a state of immature uh, immature intellectual state. And therefore, it takes them a lot of work to to come to that recognition during prayer that the godly energy is the true is the true life and everything else is just <clears throat> is just secondary. But there's another type of uh, refining process, which is in a way of, um, which is in a way of, <clears throat> of making the godless of the of a mature intellectual state, and that's where even when they're involved in the physical, it doesn't seem like they're involved in the physical, and and that's expressed by the verse that the tzaddik eats to satiate his soul, that even his eating, his physical eating, is not for the sake of, is not, doesn't look like it's just a physical thing of eating, it actually looks like his eating is, it looks different, he's there only to get the spiritual sparks in that food, um, it doesn't look like he is, friend, so to say, friends with the physicality, friends with Asav, he has no connection to the physical at all, and, and rather he's just totally... He's just totally there to satiate his godly soul, to connect the godly spark within that food with his godly soul, to get that energy for his godly soul. And just like on Shabbos when we eat, everything's already uplifted because the godliness is revealed, and therefore even the pleasure you feel in your food is holy. Um, and so too is the tzaddikim, because they, because they have a mature, broad intellectual capacity and their prayer, therefore they have a revelation of godliness in their minds, in their whole beings, um, and the level of godliness which they get in touch with is a level which transcends all the worlds and is not concealed by the worlds, therefore they don't need so much exertion in their prayer to come to that recognition that the godliness is the true life of everything, and therefore also the process of refining the sparks happens automatically and not through having to really become involved in the physical in a way which they looks like they're being, so to say, friends of the physical for a moment. And three lines on the top, this is the level of this level of the the refining process of the tzaddikim, which they don't, which they're totally just there in order to satiate their godly soul. That's a level of Yisrael, Al-Shem, Kisarisa, Melikim. Going back to what we said at the beginning of the Mimer, this is the last page of the Mimer. So the level of Yisrael is when he changed, when they changed his name from Yaakov to Yisrael. It says Kisarisa, Melikim, because you have become a Sar, you become a ruler, a minister over, over Elikim, over, over, um, supernal powers, which is talking about the, the, um, when, after Yaakov fought with the angel of Esau, um, he is, so to say, overcame, he became a ruler, even over 
uh, angels. But what this means in a spiritual sense, that Yisrael means that he's a ruler over, Yisrael has the word sar in it, he's a rule over, over l'maylam m'chinas ha-birunim n'shem alikim. Yisrael alikim, you've ruled over even this process of refining that comes through the, the name of alikim. Um, rather, because there is such a revelation of godliness, the process of refining the sparks happens automatically, like we said in the tzaddikim. It doesn't require any more deception and trickery um, and become involved, really, with the physicality, with the physical eating and the physical business to look like he's totally involved with it. He doesn't require, that's not what he needs anymore because there's a revelation of God that he's already become a master over the refining that takes place through the Elikim. Elikim is always synonymous with contraction, concealment, hiding, and that's the level of the um, process of refining the sparks when uh, the godliness seems hidden within the physicality. Therefore, in the moment when you're involved in the physical, you're totally involved with it, and afterwards your true intentions are revealed when you use that energy you got from the physical for the spiritual. But when you're at the level of Yisrael, you become, you become a master over the concealment of Elikim, then you, um, there, your process of refining happens automatically, just like the tzaddik we said before. You don't need the deception anymore to look like you're involved in the physical. And this is what it says in the verse, that your name shall not be called Yaakov anymore, rather it should be called Yisrael, which means the spiritual sense that people shouldn't say anymore that the, the blessings of Esau came to you through trickery and through deception. Rather, your name will be Yisrael, which implies that he's a, a, a minister and a ruler. And not that the not that the, the blessings came through deception. Rather, he, he deserved it, it just automatically, like the process of refinement of the tzaddikim. That he's a total ruler over the concealment of the concealment of the godliness, and there is no concealment anymore. It's just a true revelation of Hashem, and therefore, he, the process of refinement happens automatically, and not through a fight, um, and not through deception. And we call mocking Lainakrashem Yaakov. But still, nevertheless, we see that the terror goes back and calls, after it's changed his name to Yisrael, it goes back and calls him Yaakov, which is not the case by Avram, which after he's changed his name from Avram to Avraham, it never goes back and calls him Avram again. But here you see it goes back and calls him Yaakov. So the name Yaakov never uprooted totally. And that's because there still has to be in your service of Hashem this idea of trickery. And deception. And that's that's what applies to most Jewish souls in this world that they do have to the process of refining the sparks has to be in a way of deception. It looks like they're involved in the physical and all of a sudden they look like almost like a thief. They become friends with the person and all of a sudden they, they take his money. You're friends with the physical, it looks like you're friends with the physical, and all of a sudden you take the sparks from it through connecting it to your spiritual um, spiritual source, through using it using it for the sake of a chef. Now we go back to explain the the, the first verse of the Maimer. Near my soul was redeemed in peace because the many were with me. And then we said that on that the sages say, whoever is involved in learning Torah and in doing deeds of kindness and praying with a with a quorum of ten men and dominating with a minion, it's as if he's He's redeemed me and my children from from the gullus. So So how does this how is this 
these three things involved with the redemption. Um, we said in the beginning of the Mimer that about Torah, it says all of its ways are peaceful. And that's the idea of rede- redeeming in peace. And Gimilas Chasadin, um, doing kindness between one person and another, that's making peace also between a man and his friend. And that's another idea of redemption and peace. And davening with a minion, that's because of Kibir Rabim Hayuim Adi. Rabim, you have a peace between a lot of people. But these are the three three things that should bring about a redemption and peace, peaceful redemption, which implies that there is a redemption which is not in peace. And through these three things, you can make the redemption of peace. So he said, we have to preface the idea of um, what it says, that your name will not be called Yaakov, rather Yisrael. And Rashi says, they won't say that the blessings came to you with the deception. Rather, like, because you deserved them like a minister, and you took them rightfully. Uh, nevertheless, the name of Yaakov never was uprooted, that the, the Pasuk goes back and calls him Yaakov. That there still is this idea of trickery and deception. And that's how you take the blessings from Esau. And then we went in to explain um, all the different things that Rivka and Yaakov did to trick, um, to trick Yitzchak to get the blessings. So now we're going back to explain this whole idea of redemption of peace. So there is a redemption which is not in peace, and that's like the process of refinement of most people that they have to fight in order to get the sparks out of the physical. They have to become friends with the physical and trick the physical, almost trick it and deceive it, and, uh, and then use the sparks uh, for the holy purpose. Whereas the redemption and peace is like the, the process of refinement of the tzaddikim, which there's a, already a, a great revelation of godliness, and therefore they don't have to fight with the physical anymore. It's automatically, they're just, when they come, when they when they're involved in physical, they're not involved in the physical at all. They're totally there just to get the sparks out of it. And now I can understand why these three things make redemption and peace. The um, Learning Torah, doing doing um, acts of kindness, and davening with a minion. So, <clears throat> when you learn Torah, you draw down godliness in a way of from above to below, from godliness down to this physical world. As it's known, there's different ways that Hashem, you can come in, t- in touch with Hashem, Two different ways, from above to below, or from below to above. So when you learn Torah, you you draw down godliness from above. It's not that you're working from your own physical and your own your own abilities and trying to uplift yourself and refine yourself to become close to Hashem. Rather, you're just learning the wisdom of Hashem, and automatically when you learn that wisdom of Hashem, Hashem is descending through the Torah and into your into your soul. It's known and explained in another place the difference between the process of refinement that takes place through learning Torah to the refinement that takes place during prayer. In prayer, the way you refine the sparks in a way from below to above, which means that it's in a way of a war, a fight. The time of prayer is the time of, is the time of a war. And afterwards, also after your prayer, when you go to eat, it says the bread you you eat with on the you eat it with the with the sword. That refers to the uh, process of refinement we spoke about before of deception and trickery. Meaning, like we said, that when you pray, your way of refining the sparks is in a way of below to above. Meaning. You're, you, there is, you're starting from down here, from your limited existence and your, you know, with your animal soul, 
and the concealment that exists within your body and the physicality, and you're trying to uplift yourself and refine yourself to be able to see through the veil of the physical and to realize and recognize the truth that the godliness is the true energy of everything and to uplift that and connect to those sparks. So it's all a, after it says the time of davening is a time of war, you're fighting with the physical. It's a fight. It doesn't come automatically. You're also fighting with your own mind, your animal soul, to come to that recognition that the godliness is the true energy of everything. And afterwards, when you deal with the physical food, it's also in a way of a fight, like almost like a sword fight, meaning you have to become friends with the physical almost, to be involved in the physical and not get taken over by it and then afterwards use it for the right intentions. So that's the that's referring to the beater of tefillah, the refining, defining process of prayer when it's starting from below for your limitations and your concealment and your and then that has and then trying to connect to the godliness above. But the refining process of teirah is from above to below, from godliness being drawn down to the physical world in a way of peace and menucha and rest. Like we said, the the process of refinement of the tzaddikim is there's no war in the first place because they already have experienced a revelation of godliness. So for them, it's just like the process of Shabbos where even the physical eating is a mitzvah. So through Torah, you draw down, you know, the pure revelation of Hashem, which is enclosed in the, his wisdom of the Torah. You draw down that pure revelation of godliness down to this world without having to fight with the physical. It's just that when you learn about these physical concepts in Torah, of whatever whatever it may be about, and laws about Tuma and Tara, purity and impurity, or laws about monetary laws, or laws about cases and judgment, and court cases and all these things, and talking about physical cases, when you learn about them, you draw down a godly energy, an unadulterated godly energy to that physical, to those physical things, and uplift the sparks within them. So when you learn Torah about all these physical things, what food is kosher, what's not kosher, you're 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 drawing down unlimited godliness into that, the essence of Bishab, into those physical things, and uplifting the sparks automatically through them, not having to go through a whole war process to uplift them from from down here. And so too is when you're doing acts of kindness, you draw down a light from above the whole uh, framework of, of, of existence. As it says in the writings of the Rizal, that when you bring peace between man and his fellow man, that what brings about in the spiritual realms is everything that we down, do down here in, the, in this physical plane it brings about an equal opposite reaction above. Like it says in the uh, the famous um, explanation of the Magid of Mezrich on the Pasuk, you should know that which is above you, the eye that sees, the ear that hears, but the Magid says, you should know that whatever happens above in the spiritual world is is from you, from what you do down here. Whatever you do down here, it makes a arousal from above. So when you bring peace to your, the fellow men down here, you're actually causing a peace. Um, you're causing a peace between Arich Ampin, between Arich Ampin, which is a level of godliness which transcends all the worlds, with Zah, with the Mides of Atilas, which is within the worlds. Which that's the level of Meichin, the godless, of the mature state of intellectual, of inter, uh, mature intellectual state, which is the level of Tadikim, we said before. So, therefore, also, when you're, when you're doing acts of kindness, Bringing peace between people, that's also bringing down a uh, light of God of Hashem from totally above the framework of creation, unadulterated revelation of godliness, 
and therefore the process of refinement is also in a way of peace because it's just the godness being revealed on it and not having to go down and relate to the physical in order to uplift the sparks. Um, it's like when you bring a great torch to the sparks, automatically the sparks go up, as opposed to having to you know deal with these sparks and trying to get them back to their source. Um, and the same thing idea when it applies to um, davening with a minion, so regular prayer without without a minion is in a way of is in a way of of war. But when you dive into minion, you you get this revelation from above the framework of creation. Like the sages say on the verse with and and all our callings to him. Every time we call to him to Hashem, and then it says call out uh, search out Hashem when he is found. So so. One is referring to a single person davening, and the other verse is referring to uh, the referring to the when the minion, when, the, when there's ten people davening together. So it says Hashem is close to you whenever you call out to Him. That's talking about when you're davening with the minion. Hashem is always close to you. And the other verse it says, search out for Hashem when He is found, and call out to Him when He is Carter when He is close. That's referring to when a when a, a single person. When a, when just one person prays, that there's you should only call out to when he's found. That's talking about the ten days of repentance. Whereas the rest of the, the rest of the year, it's hard to, for just a one person to to come close to Hashem. But um, it says um, Hashem is close to him. Whenever you call to him, that means that's referring to when he is close to actually when a when a quorum of ten men pray, and then he's always close. Whereas for a single person, only during ten days of repentance. That the, the minion can draw down every single day the same revelation of godliness that happens during the 10 days of repentance. Which is a revelation of the essence of the infinite essence of Hashem. Like it says about the Seres Mechuba, it's a Kiruv Amari Alanitzutz. It's the coming close of the illuminary, of the essence of Hashem, with the sparks, with the sparks of godliness in all the Jewish souls. So every day through Dominic of the Minion, you draw, you draw down that essence of Hashem, which is drawn down usually only during the 10 days of repentance through one person. Therefore, all, through all these three things of we just said, um, which are learning Torah, doing acts of kindness, and bringing peace between people, and Dominic with the Minion, you draw down the essence of Hashem and, and the way of your refining the sparks in a way of from above to below, drawing down the pure godliness down to those physical sparks, and therefore the way that you redeem those sparks from their from their um, exile within the physicality is in a way of peace. It's not in a way we have to, like we said before, in a way of a war and like the way of becoming friends with the physical and deceiving it. The David and and King David, Hagan um, Shahaya, who said this verse, Father Bashalim Nafshi, my soul was redeemed in peace. Because the many were with me, even though King David was a single person, and we just said a single person doesn't always get in touch with that essence of Hashem, uh, right? He, he he only during the ten days of repentance can you get that that revelation through your through only a single person davening. So even though he was a single person, but Rashi explains on the on the words and that verse. Because many were with me, that there were many people that were praying for his sake, for David Like it says, all the house of Israel and Yehuda 
loved David, and therefore they prayed for him for his sake, that he should be saved. And that's why, my soul was redeemed in peace, even though he was only one person, because many people are praying for him. And we just said that when there's a many, when there's a minion or more, you draw down the essence of Hashem. And therefore, his redemption was also in peace, even though it was only him, because there was many people praying for him. And they were able to activate that revelation of the essence of Hashem. Another reason why you could say that David was redeemed in peace, even though he was only one person, because it could say something about Moshe, about Moshe Rabbeinu, that Rabbim Tzrichim, like the many, the multitudes needed him. The Misha Rabbim Tzuluyim by Tzrichim, that somebody, that the many are dependent on him and need him. Therefore, he becomes, as, it's as if he is like the many people. So that's the same idea. But David Melech, many people needed him and were dependent on him. And therefore, he had the power of the many. And it was as if when he would pray, it was as if he it was praying with a minion. And therefore, he activated that revelation of the essence of Hashem to make the redemption in peace. And this is the meaning of the verse, my soul was redeemed in peace, because there were many people who were with me. Whoever learns Torah and does acts of kindness and brings peace between his fellow. And Dobbins with the minion, and through all this, you draw down the level of the mature, broad state of intellect, which refers to the revelation of the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem. Similarly applies to somebody who the many people need him. He's a leader of the Jewish people, like David Melech and Moshe Rabbeinu, that he becomes like he has the power now of the many. And therefore, through that, you it's as if you, like it says in the sages say, it's as if you redeemed me and my children from the from Golos, meaning you bring about redemption of the sparks within the hidden within the physical and a way of peace without having to fight like the usual way of redemption of the sparks is and uplifting the sparks. Like I said, most people have to go through the process of deception, which is a way of war, fighting with the physical to uplift the sparks from it. And with that, we complete the Mimer and the, on the bottom of Samach Beis, and we'll start the next, the next episode, a new Mimer, Eila Tildis Yaakov Yosef. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.